I doubt that many preachers have ever used the book of Revelation to present a Mother's Day sermon. If you have a copy of the outline sheet, though, you know that this is what we have planned for this morning. Maybe one of the best passages to ever use for a Mother's Day sermon is found in Revelation 2. Now, Josh just read for us Revelation 2, verses 18 and 19, so we know that this information was written to the church at Thyatira. This congregation of God's people had some problems. Not only did they have some problems, they had some really, really big problems. Before John deals with the issues, though, John has some very positive things to say. Now, Josh did a great job with the reading, but I want to go back and draw our attention once more to Revelation 2, verse 19. Here as John addresses this congregation, he says, I know thy works, and thy love, and faith, and ministry, and patience, and that the last works are more than the first. God has looked at this congregation, at Thyra Tyra, said, I know your works. When Mother's Day comes each year, I would like to suggest that one of the main things that people focus on is works. If you go into a card shop and you look at the various Mother's Day cards, the majority of the cards will talk about the works of mom. Now, they may not say it with quite that terminology, but they'll say, well, because of all the things that you've done over the last year, we appreciate you. Within the last 24 hours, you may have seen the news story that came up. It's about a woman who's involved with the military. So is her husband. The headline was something like Air Force Supermom. When this woman's husband is on a foreign deployment, she cares for her six children, and she also works outside the home. Now, that is an extreme example, but it is an example that reminds us that mothers are very, very busy people. In this life, as we think about moms, we realize that many of their works go unnoticed. In the early years, when children are less than a year old, maybe up to the age of about three, they do not have a good understanding. Often they do not realize all that their mother does. There are the late night feedings. There are the variety of messes that get cleaned up by mom, some sicknesses that kids do not remember. And there are certainly some cases where moms stay up late caring for the children. And then there have been cases where the kids are in bed, maybe the husband is in bed, mom's trying to go to school. So at 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, Mom is trying to do some studying for class. In the years that follow, maybe she's finished with her education. The kids are now to a point where they need less care, at least it's not the same kind of care as in the earlier years, and yet mom's work is still often not fully realized. Husbands do not see all that a wife does. Children may not witness everything that mom does, but Revelation 2.19 says, God witnesses the works, not only of the mom, but of everybody else. In Revelation 2.19, John comes right in and says, God knows the works that you're involved with at Thyra Tyra. Well, this point is certainly true for moms. As you look back at the year that's passed, if you're a mother, if you're a father, God knows about all the works that you've done. No matter how small an action was, or maybe if it was done early, if it was done late, God has a full recollection of what was done. Now, this fact should encourage everybody who seeks to live the Christian life. On this day, it should also be a great encouragement to Christian mothers. We know later in the book of Revelation, chapter 14, verse 13, the Bible says their works follow them. Well, this principle is true in life, but it is also true in eternity. As John spoke about the works of his people at Thyra Tyra, or the works of God's people, Revelation 2.19, he introduced something else. In the first part of our main text, he also uses in conjunction with the word works, he uses the word love. Imagine what a child's life would be like if he went through life or if she went through life and there was no love for mom. We know that in our present world, there are cases where children are not really loved by the parents. Sometimes that's a mom. We've heard cases about children not making it to adulthood because mom or maybe dad or maybe both parents didn't love them. There have been cases, not necessarily in this country, where children have been sold into slavery, been given up 
for something like drugs or maybe just some money. There are cases where a lot of moms will say, we love you, but that's all it is. Maybe there is on some level some emotional attachment. Maybe there is some kind of feeling. Uh, but aside from that warm feeling, there is real no love. Now, love is a word that we can use either as a noun or a verb. And this is also true in the New Testament. Today, as we look at our society, we find that many people use love as a noun. That is, it's a thing. It's kind of that feeling. It's that warm, fuzzy idea. But the idea associated with love as far as the verb, that is, verbs are action. And a lot of times that action, that activity is not seen with people. When Paul described love in 1 Corinthians 13, and that's a chapter that a lot of people like to talk about, he repeatedly, he consistently uses verbs as he talks about love. That is, he says as he describes love, this is something that requires activity. This is something that you just can't sit back and say passively, well, I love you and that's it. No, Paul says, Bible love, true love, agape love, is going to show itself, it's going to demonstrate it. And we might expect in Revelation 2.19, when John uses the word love, that it would be a verb. It's not. The word translated love in Revelation 2.19 is a noun. Now that might surprise us initially, but if we look at that word which precedes love, remember that word works? There's the activity. And now as we see the word love follow that word works, this word uh, love is suggestive of the fact that why did they do the works? What was the motivation for the works? It was because the people at Thyatira had love. Well, when we think about 1 Corinthians 13 again, Love as far as an activity. Paul enumerates several things here. He lists several items which demonstrate how love works. He begins that list, 1 Corinthians 13, 4, by saying that love suffers long. Well, that's certainly a quality that mothers, good mothers practice. Same verse, 1 Corinthians 13, 4. He says love is kind. That's the kind of mother that a child wants, the kind of 